Welcome to the College Sports Insider, presented by the NCAA and Champion Magazine. I'm Jack Ford. So oftentimes, as part of these podcasts, we'll sit down and and talk with some folks who are involved in the world of student-athletes in college athletics and who might have a role that folks might not be familiar familiar with and, and might not completely understand. And I think that sort of explains the conversation we're going to have now. I'm delighted to have with us Kate Roy, who is the Associate Director of Athletics and the Senior Woman Administrator at Linden State College. Uh, also, just recently becoming the, the, uh, a Vice Chair of the Division Three Management Council. So congratulations to you on that, Kate, and welcome. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. So um, I suspect that you have in your role as the, not the Associate Athletic Director of Athletics, but the Senior Woman Administrator, that you've had people say to you quite often, what does that mean? What is that? Sure. So let's start off with, with a bigger picture, a, a bigger definition, and maybe what it isn't, because I'm sure mm-hmm. a lot of people say, oh, does that mean that you're in charge of all the women's sports? Right. And what's the answer to that? Well, no, it does not mean uh, the senior administrator for women or of women. Um, it means that I am the highest ranking woman mm-hmm. in the Department of Athletics. Okay. So, so you're, if, if you talk about, let's talk about your position now. Mm-hmm. What, are, what are your range of responsibilities? Um, I, I work at a small Division three school. So like many Division three schools, we wear a lot of hats. Um, so as an assistant um, get my own title wrong. Mm-hmm. As the associate director of athletics, I'm the director of compliance. Mm-hmm. I'm responsible for student-athlete eligibility, um, athlete welfare, academic success, and also most of the day-to-day operations of the department. So uh, business operations, travel planning, scheduling, those sorts of things. Right. So the, the, the notion of a senior woman administrator, as I understand it, actually the genesis of the role was back about 1981 mm-hmm. when the NCAA first was creating uh, championships mm-hmm. for women as the, the, the roles and the opportunities were expanding in colleges. What, what was the reason why they thought there was a necessity for s- somebody designated a senior woman administrator? Well, if you go back to that time in the uh, well, Title IX um, in the 70s, um, which led to um, an, an increased, let's say, eye on women's sports. Um, and then in 1981, um, the NCAA ended up adding women's uh, championships for the first time and, uh, and eventually taking on the sponsorship of women's sports. Um, but at the time, there were few, if any, women involved in, in the administration um, or even <clears throat> um, the more departmental, you know, duties. Mm-hmm. Um, there were separate athletic departments in many colleges. Um, if you even sponsored women's sports, it was a whole different thing. Um, and so when the NCAA took on women's sports, um, they wisely recognized that there needed to be a, a female voice um, in the committee structure. Um, in those first few years, the representation of women went from zero to 35 percent of the committee membership, which was an incredible increase. Unfortunately, that's still where we are. Really? And we're that, talking about so it has not changed 30, in decades. Yeah, long time. Why do you think that is? Um, I think there's a number of factors. Um, for one thing, and if you look, if you dig deeper into some of those numbers, 
um, again, pre-Title IX, 90% of women's sports were coached by women. Today, that number is less than 50%. Um, and so, again, with the increased visibility of women's sports that became more attractive to men that want, you know, okay, now there's a salary attached and it's a full-time job and so it's another opportunity for men and <clears throat> and there's certainly nothing wrong with men coaching women's sports, but it has, it, 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 in some ways, I don't want to say took away the opportunities for women, it just made it more competitive. Well, yeah, right? in some ways there are more um, people competing right, exactly. for the same amount of jobs and that's what happens. Right. Um, and I think, you know, in our society, in our country, there's still um, just the a basic belief, widespread belief that men should be in charge of sports, should coach, should administer, should all that kind of stuff. And if you look at the, <laughs> the difference between the number of men coaching female sports, which again is a significant number, and the number of women coaching men's sports is less than 5%. Um, I, before I was an administrator, I was a coach. Right. I coached men's right. and women's swimming. Right. So I'm, I'm one of those. <laughs> no longer. I was one of those. You were. Um, one of and, that elite 5%. Right. <laughs> uh, and swimming is one of the sports that is, you know, has, has that the most. It's right. the most common. Um, so anyway, uh, you know, I think just the... There's still that perception in our culture um, that is obviously evident in the numbers. Mm -hmm. So going back to to then the role, mm -hmm. right, as the senior woman administrator, um, we talked about what it isn't, mm -hmm. right? And, and again, do you find? Let me ask you this: Do you find that that a lot of people think, even within the world of intercollegiate athletics? that that's what that role is? As an SWA, that a lot of people think, well, you're in charge of all the women's sports. Yes, and I think even some women who hold the role or hold the designation of SWA don't necessarily understand what the role should be. Mm -hmm. um, I think that the, there's a, also an assumption that our role is, uh, is gender equity, um, and that's part of, you mm -hmm. know, why the designation is there, but it's not only our responsibility um, to ensure gender equity. So is the idea then that as this has all grown, so, I mean, I go back, I was a college athlete in the 70s, and, and uh, I was at Yale when the first group of women mm -hmm. came to Yale, as a matter of fact. And I talked to some of my friends there, women who were in those early teams, and, you know, they, they would get dressed in the, in the closets, mm -hmm. sometimes in their cars, mm -hmm. because there weren't facilities there right. for them. Um, obviously, you, you didn't have female administrators mm -hmm. at the time. You know, all of this is growing and changing, maybe not at the pace that it should. Mm -hmm. So was the idea going back then to, to let's, let's make sure we have some women in these administrative roles? I think you might have used the expression yeah. a seat at the table. Yeah. Is that the idea? Absolutely. Um, I think the whole purpose of the designation was to make sure that the female perspective is included, is considered. And that doesn't just mean... Um, you know, what do, what do women need in a locker room, right? It means what is the, f the female perspective on the entire administration of sport? Um, and is that always different from the male perspective? No. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know. But sometimes it but might But sometimes be. it is, right. Huh. Is it, 
has it become, uh, because sometimes you look at titles, and sometimes titles can be enhancing, mm-hmm. help you move up a ladder. Mm-hmm. Sometimes titles can be a little bit limiting. How do you think the, the SWA title has, has played out during the course of its existence? Well, I can say that for me, there's no doubt the SWA designation um, has been crucial to my mm-hmm. career. Um, be, I am a member of the Division Three Management Council because I hold that title, or I was—I should say—I was eligible to become part of the Management Council because I hold that title. Um, and as you mentioned at the end of convention, um, I become the vice chair of that Management Council, um, and in. Short of the President's Council, it is the highest level of governance in Division III. Um, and there, I, d- I would not have had that opportunity without the designation. So mm-hmm. for me personally, um, it's been crucial. And for women who take advantage of those opportunities, it can be very, uh, very much a door opener. You talked a little bit about um, the notion, and we've, we've had some conversations in previous podcasts about this, of... of, of um, coaching positions and men coaching women's sports, women coaching men's sports, and, and the evolution from back pre-Title IX to post-Title IX. Uh, looking from your perspective, um, what, are, what do you think we're seeing in terms of, of women in the administrative roles? Obviously, you're going to have uh, you know, an, an SWA, going to be a woman. But are you, are you seeing in your landscape in Division Three? Are you are you seeing an increase in in women in those positions, administrative positions? If you look at the the hard numbers, there really hasn't been much movement um, for quite some time. So I, I may get the exact numbers wrong, mm-hmm. but uh, this this past year in Division Three that. I think 70, 73, I think, athletic directors, you know, changed mm-hmm. or positions opened. And the exact same amount of men that left those positions were hired into those positions. And so it's, you know, I, I'm, I'm certainly not, um, you know, a societal gender expert. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I think the tendency is for men to hire men. And you, you know, your, your mentor network is, is, is often men and mm-hmm. uh, for men <laughs> and that sort of thing. So um, I, I know a lot of women uh, in athletics um, who are in high roles and who are commissioners and athletic directors and the, the managing director of Division Three. So there certainly are uh, women in, in high-ranking and important positions, but comparatively, it's still much smaller than the men. So what would you say if, if you had um, a, 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 a student at your institution, at Linden State College, came up to you, a woman, young woman, and said, you know, I see where you are and what you're doing here, and I'm, I'm, I'm wondering whether I want to get involved in that world of athletics administration. Um, what would you say to them if they said, what's the, some of the best advice you could give me moving forward into that world? Hmm. Um, I actually, I actually am a faculty member in sport management, mm-hmm. so I do speak with a lot of <laughs> young men and women mm-hmm. about getting into the field. And, um, you know, I, my best advice or what comes to mind first isn't gender specific. It's the same advice I would give anyone, mm-hmm. which is take every opportunity you can to do something, to do a task, to, mm-hmm. learn, a, to learn something, volunteer. Um, you know, I, 
I believe that I was able to rise from coach to administrator because I did those things, because I did whatever needed to be done to gain experience for myself and to be um, a team member to the department. Um, so that, you know, that's, again, for anybody. And, and for a young woman specifically, um, and to some extent, the same advice goes to a young man, but the, a mentor is really key and a mentor who will, um, who will assist in, um, in understanding the extra added difficulties of rising through the ranks when you're a woman. Last question for you. Do, do you think, as, as you look at the landscape and how it's evolved in the past and continuing to evolve, and we talked about the fact that, that you know, back in 1981, the designation senior woman administrator, because essentially they needed to, to f- in some ways, force, mm-hmm. make sure the institution said, we've got a, a voice here. We've got a woman's voice mm-hmm. as part of this. So they, they were told, you have to have one. I mean, it's not, it's not mandatory, but it was suggested this is a really good idea, mm-hmm. and most places do. Do you see a time in the future where, you know, people look back and that is kind of a quaint sort of anachronistic saying, why did you have to force, you know, a woman to have a seat at the table? We, we're, all, we're all at the table right now. We're fine. We don't even need this anymore. What do you think? I'd like to say, yes, <laughs> I believe that, you know, yeah. we are almost there. And in my lifetime, we'll be there. <laughs> but, but, I, but I don't. I don't mm-hmm. think that that – I think it's something we're going to have to um, – demand and and improve um you know will there ever come a day i i certainly hope so mm-hmm. um you know i have opportunities that women didn't have when i was born and so you know i hope the next generations have opportunities that i don't have today um but i think it's a continuous fight and um you know i think that's expands beyond the world of college athletics and that opportunities for women in a lot of areas, um, there's still a lot of work to do. Well, Kate Roy, we appreciate you spending some time with us. It is a, a really interesting area, and this has been an interesting conversation. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. That does it for this edition of the College Sports Insider. I want to thank you for joining us today. I'm Jack Ford, and we will look forward to talking with you again real soon.